Hi, I'm Barry Worthington. And I'm Paul Thorpe. Big week ahead for the uh, for the Latics. We're going to be looking at the game at the weekend. We're going to focus on that, the Norwich City game. And uh, we're going to be joined by Pete Rogers. He's a, a Norwich City supporter. There's a bit of news breaking. Uh, Latics player Jamie McGrath, who only joined us during the January transfer window, is has, has, not is, he has joined Dundee United on a season-long loan. What I think that does, it opens the squad up for a potential signing, whether that's a loan signing or a permanent. I, I, I'm not sure, but if you cast your mind back to Jordan Jones leaving, within two days we had a, a player come in, so it was like one in, one out, one out, one in. Check it all about. Yeah, I, I think that probably is exactly what's going on because we've got a lot of players who we signed last summer who were all on contracts that will run through this year. And if we start bringing people in because people say they want, uh, we need a new this, we need a new that, whatever, suddenly you end up with a very overbloated squad and it's difficult to shift them on. So if you stick to your guns, it just keeps that squad size nice and lean. I saw him play the second half, I think it was against Liverpool 11, down at the DW pre-season. He looked quite handy. And I thought, oh, maybe having come in in January, settling, start to fight for a place. Obviously, there's a decision being made to to ship him out to Dundee. Well, he might be a, a joint decision. He might he might be frustrated at lack of first team opportunities. But who does he play instead of? Does he play instead of Will Keane? Does he play instead of Callum Lang? I'm sure if he did, there'd be a lot of people be whining about that. And if he's finding his progress is blocked and he's got an international career to think about, and he wants to play football as well, so maybe it's a joint decision. Maybe he's had a chat with with the manager and they've agreed to it, and we're looking to. To bring a loan in, or you know, like I said, another permanent. He's, he's made one start and I think three three appearances. He's not set the club alight, has he? But it's, it's the old oh. adage where the less they play, the better the player they are. If you know what I mean. To to the fan base who want to see, I mean, we all want to see these players playing week in week out and and touring touring everything apart. But I mean, sometimes they don't fit for a particular reason. Sometimes they don't fit because of somebody in front of them. Like we said, you know, with Keno yeah. and, and Lange. Because for me, you can't leave either of those two out. You're not, are you? you can't even play switch sides and leave James McLean out, can you? <laughs> no, definitely not. And would you leave Max Power out? Because if you did, the, the formation that we we play, we're wide open in the midfield and, and we, we get pummeled. So that's not going to yeah. happen either. No. Anyway, I think we'll probably find something out in the next couple of days. I see Talal's tweeted again today. Something oh. a little bit cryptic. He's, he's quite good with that. He loves it, doesn't he? Absolutely loves it. Like you say, we we shall see what happens. I think you're probably right. The fact that he's gone, I would expect to see somebody come in. And, you know, we've all looked at the squad in the first couple of weeks and thought, yeah, we could perhaps do a couple of new signings. But the new sign, like you said, the less they play, the better they are. You're not looking at McGrath tipping out anybody that's in the team. You want players in the squad who you are thinking that about. Thinking, yeah, maybe Humphrey should get a decent run and he'll you know, he'll step up and, and be great. Asgard, you think, what'll happen if he gets run? And these are players that you're thinking, yeah, he's in the squad, but he's going to come in and do a good job. Don't think you had that with McGrath. And I think if somebody else comes in, you would naturally get that when they first come in, don't you? You think, oh, excited here. Who'd we sign? What's he going to do? I'll say it because I've seen somebody don't say this, but I'm going to say it. In Liam, we trust. He's done a magnificent job since taking over the reins during administration. He turned the club around last season. I don't think he's made any bad decisions at all. So you just gotta you gotta go with him, accept what he's doing, and 
trusting him that it's all going to turn out right. I mean, I don't think at the end of the day we're gonna we're gonna challenge for the top six. I don't think we're we're, we're equipped for that at the moment in, at this moment in time. So it's about stopping in the division. I'm sure that's the aim of all the coaches as well as Liam and the players for us to stay up this season and then perhaps build on that for next year. I think the aim might be just a little bit higher than what you're suggesting there. I think they'll want to cause a few surprises. They're better than what what they're expected to be. Yeah, I'm sure they will do. But for me, it's the, the strength in depth of people of, of yeah. people coming in into positions and it's in the ground running. As we've seen, we've already picked injuries up. We picked some bookings up on Saturday, so we're going to get suspensions. We just need that cover. We'll move on from there. So on Saturday, we've got the live televised game down at Carroll Road where we're going to be playing freshly relegated from the Premier League, Norwich City. And I'm joined by Pete Rogers, Norwich City fan, to give us the lowdown on everything about the Canaries. Are you doing this fine day, Pete? Yourself? Yes, slightly cautious about Saturday anyway. Can you tell us a little bit about your connections to the club? Of course you can, Barry. Yeah, I'm all obviously a lifelong supporter. Uh, I also spent 15 years as the programme editor at Carrow Road from uh, 2000 to 2015. And I still do uh, contribute regularly to the to the programme now as well. In effect, you're a bit of Norwich City royalty. Well, I, I wouldn't go quite that far, but uh, I've been down there a few years and seen some, uh, some ups and downs on the, uh, the yellow and green roller coaster, should we say. Yeah, it seems to be uh, very much up and down at the moment, don't it, over the past few seasons? Oh, very much so, yes. I mean, it's, you know... <laughs> To onlookers, we look to be one of these sides who's just sort of too good for the championship, but nowhere near good enough for the Premier League. And that's been uh, demonstrated with you know two championship wins, but then struggling to amass almost twenty points, you know, in the in the two Premier League seasons. So uh, we will see what uh, 22-23 has in store for us. Indeed. What's your pre-season been like? As far as pre-season is concerned, Barry, I think it would be fair to say that it's fulfilled its purpose. You know, it's given players opportunities to, to, to get you know miles under their belt, minutes in the bank, whatever you want to call it, and an opportunity to show that the manager and his coaching staff what they can do. Results-wise, we, we, we kicked off with a, uh, a local friendly uh, against a non-league side here in Norfolk, uh, Beerham Town, which we, we won 4-0. But again, it was one of these, you know, one side for the first half, one side for the second. And in all honesty, it was more of a sort of a, a PR exercise stroke training session rather than, than a match. The club then headed out to Germany for a training camp and, and played a local German side. But again, it was one of these matches that was played over three 30-minute periods rather than your sort of traditional 45 and then another 45. That match ended 2-2. We then returned to the UK and played another game in Norfolk against uh, a National League side in Kings Lynn, which Norwich won 2-0, made a little bit hard work of it. And then we probably had our most sort of eye-catching result of the, the pre-season programme when we uh, headed over to France and beat Marseille 3-0. That was then followed up by a 3-1 win uh, away to Cambridge United. And I think at that stage, people were quite buoyed by what they were seeing results-wise and performance-wise in, in pre-season. But we then headed off to uh, to Scotland for a, a double-header with, uh, with Celtic and Hibs and, uh, and lost them both, unfortunately. 2-0 uh, to Celtic and 1-0 to Hibernian. And, and didn't really sort of create too much or give a very good account of ourselves in either game, in all honesty. I'll tell you what, Pete, that sounds like a typical pre-season. <laughs> yeah, very much so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about getting minutes in the legs, and that's what it's about. Also, yes. bl- blooding the new signing. So, have you made any? Well, we, we've made we've now made three new signings, but they haven't played the seconds football between them yet. Uh, we signed uh, a Brazilian midfielder, Gabriel Sarr, from uh, Sao Paulo who hasn't been seen as yet. Uh, 
first signing we made was Isaac Hayden uh, on a season-long loan from Newcastle with a view to a permanent move. He arrived with a, 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 a finishing, you know, hopefully at the finishing stages of his rehabilitation from a, a knee injury, uh, but that hasn't gone well. He's had to go back under the knife since he's been here with us to have it flushed out, and uh, there's no date as yet as to when we're going to see him. He's probably the one signing that really excited the Norwich fans. They've seen him play for Newcastle before and for Hull before, and he fits the bill of what we need. You know, big, strong, mobile, aggressive midfielder who knows the championship scene. Uh, he, he's what we need, but we haven't been able to get him on the pitches yet. Uh, and then just yesterday, we completed the signing of a uh, Chilean midfielder, Nunez, uh, who I, I know very little about, in all honesty. I mean, I don't follow the, uh, the Chilean leagues too well, uh, but we'll have to see. Well, he's a 22-year-old midfielder, but again, he's just arrived... Uh, in the UK, not been in Europe, played in Europe at all before. Don't think he speaks a word of English, so it, it might take a little while before he's sort of fully up and running, should we say. Right. Have you kept all the most of your squad from last season? Very much so, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, Christophe Jolis, uh, the Greek player, he's gone on loan to FC20 on a season-long loan, and long-serving defender Christoph Zimmerman has returned to Germany, but... In the main, the, the, the group that we had that were contracted to us are still here. There was there were several loans last season that have returned to their parent club. Uh, but so yeah, we've got much, much much the same players as we had last season, and that was demonstrated when uh, we we played at Cardiff on Saturday. There was no 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 new faces in that starting lineup at all. Manager Dean Smith, he's done it before at this level. Is he the guy to take you back up? Good question, Barry. And I think it's the one that's on the lips of all Norwich supporters, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Uh, from a personal point of view, I like Dean Smith. I rate Dean Smith. Huge fan of the work he did at Walsall, at Brentford and at Aston Villa. However, he's been here at Norwich sort of nine months now and we haven't really seen anything of a positive nature, if I'm brutally honest with you. I think he can do it. I think he's the right man. But we need to start getting some results, some performances and some patterns of play and we need all of the above very quickly because uh, I think it's fair to say the, na the natives are beginning to get a little bit restless. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll be expecting to uh, at least finish in the top two, if not win it this season, because that's that's what you tend to do, isn't it? You don't even bother bother with the playoffs. Well, I mean, I, I, if you offer me a, a playoff place now, I'd snap your hand off. I, I, I'm not too sure this side is uh, quite as good as some on the, onlookers think they, they may be, but... Uh, of course, time will tell. You, you can't go too much by what happens on the first game of the season. I mean, after all, I've seen us lose 7-1 at home to Colchester in League One and then go on and win the title. So you, you just never know, do you? You don't. You don't indeed. And I remember that game very well. It was a bit of a shock, that one. Uh, and I, I do believe you took the manager off him after that game as well, didn't you? That was right, yeah. <laughs> it was a very shrewd move. We, yeah. uh, we brought Paul Lambert in and uh, never looked back after that. He took us on a fantastic journey of... Uh, back-to-back -back promotions and uh, survival in the Premier League, which obviously uh, no one else has been able to sort of do that since, as in get us there and keep us there, which is the, the challenge. Yeah, indeed he says. Which players do you think will have a big impact this season for one or two of the new signings, or is it going to be one of the regulars? Isaac Hayden fits the bill of what we need, but can we get him fit and get him on the pitch? That's a big question. If we can, and he can play 30-plus games for us, then I think he's got a big part to play. Uh, other than that, uh, we've got a, a, a sort of creative midfielder, Todd Cantwell, who's come back to the club after a very difficult season last uh, last time out. He is the the playmaker, if you like, who can feed the balls through to Timu Puki to, to get the goals. Uh, 
Pookie isn't a player who's going to pick the ball up and dribble around three players and score a goal himself. He relies upon service and balls being threaded through. Uh, and then he can use his sort of intelligent movement to find space and, and finish. But you know, the, the, the need Norwich have is the need to have someone who can actually get the ball to Pookie. And I think Cantwell is the, the, the best bet for that. So I think he's got a, he's got a key role to play. Uh, I've seen him in action a few times on the TV, I have to say, but he does look a very skillful player. Oh yeah, he is. Uh, he is a good player. He had a, a very troubled campaign last time out. He fell out of favour with Daniel Farker, failed to hit it off with Dean Smith, ended up going on loan to Bournemouth and done next to nothing there. Uh, came back to Norwich and uh, he's, he's now in the sort of last season of his of his contract. And uh, hopefully he's got his head on the right way. Wants to perform. He's certainly got the ability. That's not not, not in question. But. Uh, it's uh, be interesting to see how the season pans out for him. I think if he has a good season, then we could have a good season. As I say, I think he is the man who can get the ball towards the team in Pukki. And, you know, you don't need me to tell you if, if he's got the ball at his feet in the right position, he, he normally scores goals. Now, the last time we played, he scored. The DW, correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a goal disallowed that day for offside and it was two yards onside. But we'll not, we'll not go there. We won't go there. That's right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, I mean, that was a 12.30 kick-off as well, weren't it? Like Saturday's it was, game. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a Sunday 12.30 kick-off. It might have even been a Sunday noon kick-off. Though. It was on a 12 or 12.30. It was another... Ridiculous one where uh, the television hadn't given too much thought to uh, us travelling fans, have they? But uh, we no. did take a good number up there that day. But we were, you know, closing in on promotion at the time, I suppose. You were, and we were fighting relegation. But this is early in the season. This game on Saturday. So, can I have your prediction, please? I think if Norwich can get an early goal, they can win the game. But the longer it goes at nil nil, and the more restless the crowd become, the tougher it will get for them. So, uh, my hunch is, as I say, if Norwich can get that early goal, they'll win the game. But if they get to 70 or 80 minutes without one, it's, you know, they may have to settle for a nil-nil. I'd take that now, Pete, I'll be honest with you. A nil apiece. Sounds a cracking scoreline to me, that. Well, that'd be a back-to-back one, wouldn't it, after your, your match on Saturday. So, it it uh, would, yeah. We'll see. Anyway, Pete, it's been lovely, speak, lovely speaking to you. And thank you very much for joining no, us. Safe journey down to Norfolk on, on Saturday. It'll be an early start for you, obviously. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you down here. Thank you very much, Pete. No problem at all, Barry. You're more than welcome. All the best. Well, Peter's gone now. Uh, thank you very much for that, Pete. Yeah, he's gone from a 1-0 own win with the possibility of a goalless draw. So he's, he doesn't think they're going to steamroll us by any any stretch of the imagination. Pete doesn't think that at all. He's, he's named her because I, when I asked him about players who's going to make an impact, I mean, the one he did say was the, the lad from Newcastle, Aiden, who's just signed, but he's injured. Todd Cantwell, who I remember in the last time we played in this division... Uh, I think he had a bit of an attitude problem. I know they sent him out on loan to Bournemouth last season because I, I don't think um, I don't think Dean Smith liked him when he when he came in. He had a bit of an attitude problem, uh, but he is a very good player and he's still only I think he's only twenty four, uh, creative midfielder, and he's going to feed the Puke who we know can, uh, can knock a goal or two in. Yeah, I, I was looking at. Uh, I mean, obviously Puke is a name that we remember from. Last time we were here, obviously, he's been up and we've been down and we've both met back in the middle again. His record in the Championship is 55 goals in it's either 84 or 85 games. I don't know whether the stats have got and included 
Saturday when he didn't score. You want a striker that's one in two. That's like one and a bit in two, isn't it? At this level, he's one of the best players in this division, isn't he? For, certainly for goals. And if you've got Cantwell feeding him, I, I think the key is the low on confidence having been battered week in, week out in the Premier League. They lost on Saturday. Arguably, I think they might have been. I've not looked, I've just read some reports, and arguably they were they were the better side. We've just got to catch them cold, haven't we? There was one thing that did surprise me with what Pete said, and that was they're not as good as outsiders think they are. So, no, I mean, he, he was quite critical, though. and you know, he is a club man. You know, he edited that match day program for fifteen years. He still contributes to it. He's Norwich City through and through, a bit like us. But he's saying that they're not as good as what possibly we think they are. You know, which gives me a little glimmer of hope for Saturday. But having said that, our away form has, has been turned around, hasn't it? We're, we're absolutely fantastic on the road these days. That confidence does carry, doesn't it? You know, it carries into the first, first few games in the new division. Or the, the opposite of confidence carries with Norwich, having, having been beaten week in, week out. I, I, I don't we get some. I, you know, and when, when he's saying that they're not as good as the outsiders think they are, like I say, that just, just gives you that little bit of confidence. If we go there and get a result as well, that'll see us... The belief will will start to flow, and I don't just mean in the supporters; I mean in the players as well. Like I said, a small squad, a unified squad, that might just prove to be our genius this season. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful, but I always am, aren't I? So we have good players, we know that, and you know we have yeah. quality coaches as well. But talking of good players, it's a you know we've not heard anything about Jack Watmore and the extent of his injury. He'll be a massive miss if he's out. If he's out for one game, he's going to be a massive miss. He's going to be out for a succession of games. You know, it's going to be very difficult. Right, should we do a ref watch then? The referee on Saturday for the trip to Norwich will be Matt Donoghue from Denton. Former PE teacher, he was appointed to the national list of EFL referees at the start of the 2018-19 season and subsequently appointed to the select group two arrests the following summer. Quick rise through the ranks. Previously, he's refereed the Latics four times, all in the championship and all in the same season, which was 2019-20. QPR away, Forest home and away, and Brentford away. And we won one game out of those four, which was Forest at home, 1-0, and we lost the other three. And this will be Matt Donoghue's first game referee in Norwich. Matt Donoghue has had just the one game this season. This season so far, there's no surprise there. Last Saturday's championship encounter between Rotherham and Swansea, which ended in a 1-1 draw, where he dished out three yellow cards, two to Rotherham and one to Swansea. And that's Matt Donoghue, who will referee our trip to Norwich on Saturday. We've met Norwich previously on 15 occasions, winning three, drawing five. We've suffered seven defeats. The first meeting was a fourth-round FA Cup tie in January 1987, when Ken Brown brought his top-flight Canaries to Springfield Park. We won that game 1-0, thanks to a Paul Jewell late winner. And I remember it quite vividly, that match. It was a freezing cold day. With a bumper crowd on, it was exciting times. And we went on a, a great cup run after that. We beat Hull City in the fifth round and got through to the quarters where we met Leeds. And ahead of that quarter-final tie against Leeds, our theme tune, Come On You Latics, was written by Reg Dorsey of Mungo Jerry fame. Still knocking about today, obviously, because we've got it as our theme tune. So that, that's where it comes from. It was written for that game. Thanks to Norwich, we have a theme tune, <laughs> which is really good. The only time we have won in Norwich, so we've won three games, two, two of them have been at, here in Wigan. The only time we've won in Norwich was David Sharp's first game as chairman back on the 4th of March 2014 when Kimbo Kyung 
scored an eighth minute goal to give us the points. 1-0, we won away. But there's a, an interesting fact about that day. 23-year-old Sharp was younger than all but one of our starting lineup for that game. Now, Paul, can you cast your mind back to who played? And can you guess who that player may have been? I've seen the notes. I, I wouldn't have had it stood a chance if I hadn't seen the notes. But the answer to who was younger was... Harry Maguire, who was 22 the day afterwards. He was. So he was 21 years old, Maguire, back then. And he, he was <laughs> the only player in the squad that were younger than the chairman. I bet that's uh, a bit of a rare occurrence. Oh, I bet it is. Our last meeting, 14th of April 2019, was a one-all draw at the DW Stadium. Reese James with a 45-minute penalty. Puket's uh, equalised on 81 minutes. And then, you'll remember this, we had a bit of breakfast, didn't we, in, in uh, Rigoletto's, and we sat in corporate in the posh seats. And Leon Clark bagged a goal, and we went absolutely wild. And wasn't Michael Jacobs sat at the back of us going mental as well? I'm, I'm sure it was. And then <laughs> we noticed the referee raised this flag, given offside. And, and this, I mean, I know we don't have VAR in the Championship, but this was before VAR. And they were three yards onside. So in actual fact, in actual fact, we won that game 2-1. I'm taking the leaf out of that fool Ian Everts book here. That was a moral victory to Wigan Athletic. I'd, I'd uh, leave his book alone if I were you. Yeah, I will do. <laughs> I will do. We don't want to go down that dark path, do we? We don't. What's your prediction for Saturday? I, I Again, we have this at the start of every season. Do we try and do the predictions with optimism or with realism? What you think's going to happen or what you hope's going to happen? I'm going to go with 1-1 and let the listeners decide which path I've taken. <laughs> I'm not sure myself. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that's optimism or uh, realism. Funnily enough, that's exactly what I've written down for my prediction one apiece, and I believe that's what we'll do. My only concern is centre-back position, but with us playing playing away from home, I think we'll defend a lot deeper. I noticed that Jason Kerr got caught on Saturday when Parrot broke, and he, he isn't the fastest of defenders. First time I've seen him in a you know, straight leg race, and he was found wanting a little bit on pace, but generally is a really solid defender, so I think we'll defend deep, especially against Pouquet and, and the ball as we've just discussed from Campbell, you know, trying to play him over the top. So uh, with that in mind, so probably four across the back, uh, two central midfielders, defensive. But I think I think we're going to go one up, maybe uh, either Will Keane or Callum Wangle. And then we're going to hang on until the final three minutes when... Matt Donoghue was going to award an outrageous penalty, which Norwich will blaze over the bar and they'll make them take it again because Ben Amos moved and they'll score the second attempt. So that's what I'm going for. A controversial one-all draw when we should have had the three points again, like we did back in 2019. Right, nice and comprehensive at least, isn't it? I'll be honest with you, I've just had Thixton's Peculiar Beef Pie and a bottle of Thixton Peculiar to go with it, so it's loosened my tongue up slightly. Well, Paul, this is our second podcast of the season. Adam's not with us again because he's uh, not been feeling well, but I'd just like to say that he's no longer in hospital and he's home now. I'm sure he'll be back as soon as he's feeling up to it. I'm sure all our listeners are joining with, with us and sending all our best and all our love to get a speedy recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Get yourself sorted, get yourself back. If it takes a bit longer, that's absolutely fine. We'll manage. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we'll be able to get a word in, Paul. That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. 
I, I mean, I'll get a word in because usually it's me listening to you two talking about the olden days. Well, I have to that answer that that game back in <laughs> in yeah. 1987. Yeah, a great game that with Norwich. I'm sure one or two of those supporters will remember that as well. We'll be back on Sunday with all the reaction to the Norwich City game and we'll be looking ahead to our trip to Fleetwood Town in the EFL Cup and undoubtedly chatting about the Ivory Chipper and looking forward to our fish and chip supper. Until then, it's uh, up the ticks and come on! That's it.